Hello and welcome to You Might Love This. It's a show and tell podcast starring you. <laughs> My name is Max. I'm Cassie. Welcome. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. This is the first episode of You Might Love This, uh, our brand new podcast project. We're still building it up, so you know all the sharing that you want to do about it will be super helpful. You know, telling your friends about it, you might love this, but you know the the main reason we're here is to talk about things that are special to yeah. us and to you. So this uh, rose from Max's love of the wonderful podcast yes. by the McElroys. Yes, and my penchant for show and tell. Yes, Cassie loves show and tell as a concept. Yes, uh, we started this with our friends, uh, having people just pick, pick something that they really loved and we're excited about. You know, like when you meet somebody and you both share the same really unique interest, you tend to get super excited and want to talk about it a lot. And so we want this kind of to be like that. We figure it would be a great way to, you know, learn more about our friends and uh, learn more about you as you listen. And today we invited a friend on who already recorded an episode of our now deceased uh, pre-You pre Might Love This podcast project. Um, since we had a few episodes in the chamber ready to go before we decided to move on, uh, we decided it would be the most fair and fun to reach out to the people we already recorded with, like our dear friend Tracy. Hi! Welcome, Tracy. Hello. How are you today? Good. I'm doing very well. Welcome. You're our first guest on You Might Love This, and I think that's great. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. You might say that we love this. You might say we love this. <laughs> well, I love you guys. Aw, shucks. We love you too. Well, Tracy, uh, since this is a show and tell podcast, that means you have brought something that you are very into and that you want to talk to us about. And uh, I, I think we should just let you go. What is it? What is it? What have you? What are you showing and telling today? I wanted to talk about podcasts today, or not podcasts? Crap, uh, cosplay. Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy, my brain just stopped. <laughs> the hamster quit on the wheel and went. Mm, I'm good. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about cosplay today. Yay! I this actually kind of coincides with uh, Max's other show, uh, Fan and Ball, just a little bit blurs that yeah, line. <laughs> um, but I've been cosplaying for oh gosh, twelve years now, twelve or thirteen oh years. My first That's a long time. <laughs> my first cosplay was Sailor Moon. Oh, long time oh, wait, ago. Wait, wait. Before we. Before we advance, can you explain to our listeners that they don't know what cosplay is? What is cosplay? Yeah. Cosplay is where you dress up like a fictional character, either from books, movies, TV shows. It's uh, primarily more popular in the anime and manga genre mm, of things. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you can either run around with your friends or run around at conventions. It usually... You end up either sewing the cosplay or you can buy the costume. It's it's dressing up for fun and running around as your favorite fictional character. That's really that cool. That sounds like fun. And uh, am I correct in assuming that it is short for costume play? Yes, I think. Okay. I never looked that up, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would it count dressing up as a character, a fictional character for Halloween? Yes, you could even say that that's cosplay. Yeah. Okay. 
cool. So just, 12 years. I don't know if I've done anything continuously for 12, <laughs> for the past 12 years. Yeah, it's, it's been a long, long time. <laughs> well, so how did you get started then? Um, back in 2008, I guess. I got started when a friend of mine who I met in the cafeteria in, um, in middle school invited me to anime club for the first time. Well, my first meeting was their Halloween <laughs> party. And I was like, Aww. well, it's anime club. I gotta go as an anime character, obviously. So I went to my mom and I was like, mom, 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 I gotta go as an anime character. I don't know who to go as. <laughs> and she was like, well, you like Yu Yu Hakusho? She's like, maybe we could do something from that. We couldn't find a costume for anybody. So she was like, well, that's out the door. She found this Sailor Moon costume on some janky Halloween site <laughs> that she just bought. And she was like, you have naturally blonde hair. We'll just ponytail up your hair and call it good. Because what are wigs? We don't believe in those yet. <laughs> Not until about 2012. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wigs are a lot easier to style, but a mm, lot of mm-hmm. beginning cosplayers use their natural hair because they're like, well, okay. I only cosplay like blonde haired characters for the longest time because I was blonde. And again, what are wigs? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I had a friend who bleached his hair so that he could cosplay. Spike from Buffy. Oh my god. When we were in high school. Yeah. Who, who was this? Maybe he'll be on the show okay. sometime to tell us. I don't want to blow his spot up yet. Okay, all right, all right. That's amazing. That's just a seed. That's a little gift for us to unwrap okay. later in the podcast. I wanted to dye my hair red to cosplay Matt from Death Note. If you watch the anime, Ooh. he's only in a couple episodes, but if you read the manga, he's at least in a whole volume for sure. He was one of those background characters that I was just like, yes, I like you. You're great, even though you have no personality other than I play video games. <laughs> well, that's kind of an interesting thing that I've noticed about cosplay is that uh, it's not... It's not, if you're thinking here, if you're at home thinking, well, that means there's probably just a bunch of like Sailor Moons and Gokus and, and like uh, Mario's running around. People cosplay anything. They really do. Mm-hmm. It ranges from like, so right now My Hero Academia is really popular. So of course there's a ton in the cosplay community mm-hmm. who cosplay mm-hmm. that. And then you have just the nichest things of like, I, I've seen people cosplay like from podcasts that like people haven't mm-hmm. actively mm-hmm. heard. You know, mm-hmm. like Adventure Zone's really big right now, but I've seen yeah. people do like even smaller podcasts that like their audience is like maybe two hundred people max. Wow. In fact, I'm noticing if correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe your profile uh, image right now is you in an Adventure Zone cosplay. Yeah, I'm Taco from TV. Aww, oh, that's great. Cute. <laughs> He's my favorite. <laughs> you sa- so you said you started with your first cosplay was like a store bought costume, and you did your own hair. What was the journey like from moving on from that into like building something and like getting wigs and getting into that kind of styling? It was. Um, discovering the cosplay, because I didn't have a cosplay community, 
at least Mm -hmm. online. My online presence was very much, I watched anime, I read fan fiction, that was it. I didn't interact with fandoms a whole lot, so I didn't know that cosplay was out there until I went to my first convention in 2006. And Wow. um, So I've actually been cosplaying longer than 12 years, because 2006 I did... Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist Aww. with my natural blonde hair and it was just a perfect <laughs> shade for Ed and my yeah. my friend who I had met at the cafeteria who got me into cosplay braided it for me. We made sure everything was accurate. You don't have to be accurate, mind you. You just need to have fun. That's I will put yeah. that little I will stand on my soapbox for that for a minute. <laughs> it's just have fun, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like as long as you know who you are and you know that you're having fun but I did Edward Elric and it was my first time cosplaying in the con scene it was my first convention it was my only cosplay that weekend and I had a blast that was also bought and then I wanted to get into sewing and so I asked my grandma I was like hey can you teach me how to sew she sewed my second con cosplay which is Kurapika from Hunter x Hunter. And this is like before the the revamp of the anime came out. So this was like... So this is the like original Kurapika. Yeah, 1998, like early 2000 (laughs) Kurapika. So it was awesome. And I have pictures of that. I did Roxas when Kingdom Hearts 2 first came out. (laughs) And I wanted to use my natural hair, but we couldn't figure out how to spike it because that's not how natural hair works. No. No, no, no. no. Anime people do not have real world hair. (laughs) No. And that's when I decided that wigs were needing to become a thing. But you couldn't like Arda and epic cosplay weren't like things that were in the back of your mind or like things that it's just like now you can find cosplay wigs everywhere. And what are those? Um, What are those things you just mentioned? Arda and epic cosplay are websites that you can buy wigs. Uh, Arda also does like drag wigs, makeup. Oh. They have body paint. Uh, They have styling tools that you can buy to help you style. Um, They have tutorials on there. They're a huge, they're a really huge company now. And I was there when they had like first started and started. Yeah. So, and they're based out of Chicago, if I remember correctly. So okay. they're a huge. So are those like pre-styled wigs? No, they're, they're wigs. They're like, uh, synthetic fiber wigs that are heat resistant that you style yourself oh cool yeah and so they were a big company epic cosplay was another big company but now you can even get like really good quality wigs off of amazon you can get them from like other smaller wig companies um cool before it was just like you could get one from ebay and it was just a a dice throw on how good of quality Mm. you were getting you were either getting party city or sometimes worse wigs (laughs) (laughs) yeah things that are not like meant to be curled or blown out or no i think we've all had that first time of of buying a wig and doing it at like a party city opening it up at home and being like well 
Maybe crap. next time. <laughs> the, the first Botan wig that my mom bought me because next year, the, the year after I did Sailor Moon, I wanted to be Botan from Yu Yu Hakusho. And we didn't have the right color kimono, but we had a more authentic kimono from Japan that my grandpa had bought me when he went overseas. So, <laughs> so I had a different color kimono and just this bright neon blue blue wig that just you could see my blonde hair underneath because what are wig caps (laughs) it was just your character on a different day with a different outfit yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) inspired by (laughs) exactly and and slowly as I started learning how to like I I watched my grandma sew Kurapika so I was like well I want to learn how to do that so the year after, or a couple years down the road, um, I did Hope from Final Fantasy thirteen, and, oh, nice. and my mom and I both worked on the jacket together because I didn't understand how sleeves worked. <laughs> so she had to sew the <laughs> sleeves on for me because I got frustrated Aww. because I'm one of those cosplayers fellow cosplayers do not do this who procrastinates till the last minute to get everything Uh done because i work and so i will sew an entire cosplay and style like four wigs in a week con crunch is a nightmare and i do it all the time and it's bad don't do it i will never learn my (laughs) lesson though (laughs) well cool so um what is your favorite cosplay you've ever uh you've ever worn I would have to say, oh, that's hard. Who is my favorite? You know what? Taco's probably my favorite right now because he's most comfortable. And then I've also done Percy from the Percy Jackson series, and he's also very comfortable. So those two are probably my favorites just because they're comfortable. My most favorite Hmm. complicated cosplay, though, is Eight from uh, Final Fantasy. What was it? I don't remember the game he's from right the second because there's a million and ten Final Fantasies and then side <laughs> Final Fantasies. <laughs> what was what's your least favorite outfit that you've put together? I did Captain America. I did Steve Rogers' uh, blue cell suit from Winter Soldier, and I hated the wig I picked out. The suit did not fit correctly, and I just. I I hated it, and I was like, "Well, we'll, we'll revisit this later." <laughs> with as George Harrison says, "With every mistake, we must surely be learning." <laughs> exactly. Um, if you had advice for people who are interested in cosplaying but haven't done it before, what pieces of advice would you give them? My piece of advice is: do not let criticism get to you. Do not let bullies get to you they are just people being mean for absolutely no reason your cosplay is for you your character means something to you everything you do when it comes to this hobby whether you buy stuff you make it another person makes it for you that is yours and you put work and thought into it and do not let anyone ever tell you otherwise because that, is, that some, is yours. That is some great advice. Be true to yourself. Exactly. Uh, to, like uh, like that one guy from Shakespeare said. 
<laughs> to thine own self be true. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Max, and then he got stabbed. What are some uh, cosplays that you've done that you have enjoyed? I, and what did you do it for? Uh, for the first time I ever put a costume on for a convention was I went to Fandom Fest in Louisville, Kentucky in 20... 2012 or 2013 I forget mm-hmm. which one um, but I went to day one in a Dave Strider cosplay Dave Strider from I was Homestuck. gonna say it's Homestuck isn't it yeah <laughs> and it was really cool I mean because also those are tremendously easy the kids in Homestuck like they have so many different outfits that some of them are very casual mm-hmm. and I just chose one of his most casual outfits which is actually like you can just buy the product from at the time mm-hmm. from the what pumpkin store it was just the shirt that Dave wore. So I just wore that shirt and some dark sunglasses. and that Without a wig. I didn't wear a wig, but my, my justification was that I had black hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was another character in, the, in, the, in Homestuck who had black hair. So I, my, uh, my justification was I was that character cosplaying as Dave Strong. <laughs> okay. So like, it was like kind of a recursive cosplay I've situation. I've seen people do was, that, though, all the time where it's like, yeah. I'm I'm such and such character dressed up. Well, like, especially in the Adventure Zone, like Magnus in an arc goes as Taco to the fair in Taco's clothes. So it's like, you could be Magnus yeah. dressed as Taco. Yeah. And there's other, like, the other thing that I really love about cosplay is that, like, there, people get so creative and... Um, it, it it also gets very abstract. Like I once saw a person whose cosplay was a like um, a, a magic a magic wizard, um, and her whole outfit was this very elaborate wizard's robe and crown and mm-hmm. staff, mm-hmm. and it was covered the whole outside of it with Magic the Gathering cards. What? Whoa. That's dope. So like. Not only are there people who are making costumes of specific characters from a property, there are people making original characters and doing cosplays of that. And there are people who are doing like very interesting riffs on existing or original characters that aren't necessarily like matched up with yeah. what you see. I love the creative cosplays that people do where they'll take up property and they'll do different stuff with that property. Like one of my friends, yeah. uh, Nina, she goes by or she used to go by Manga Sirene, now she goes by Fanina. She did, uh, her and her friends did uh, Pokemon, sort of like D&D looking cosplays. Oh, and cool. she did Rapidash, and it's super cool. That's awesome. Yeah, they're gorgeous cosplays. Uh, how about, what's your favorite costume you've ever put on, Cassie? My uh, Helena uh, dr- costume. Oh, yeah. So... My cosplays have mostly been through, you know, uh, on Halloween, um, but, you know, I'm really into My Chemical Romance, and if you've watched, if you haven't watched or listened to any My Chemical Romance, go to YouTube, type It's required in, viewing. Pause the <laughs> podcast right now. <laughs> uh, type in My Chemical Romance, Helena. H-E-L-E-N-A. And, yeah, and uh, watch the music video, and in the music video, there is a scene where a corpse lady comes out of a casket and does a little dance. And I recreated her costume. Uh, The basic structure of the dress, the outfit, is the same, but I did use different materials, and I... The corset I actually bought, it wasn't a great corset. I was poor. Um, (laughs) But... I, I got a nice wig off of eBay, I think. I was really like shocked at how nice it was. And then Do we still I have that? what? Do we still have that? 
We do, but it's a mess now. I did not take good care of it <laughs> for a while. I, I had always wanted black hair because I have dirty blonde hair. So do I, naturally. Dirty blonde hair game. Yeah. Yeah. And I had always wanted black hair, but I was too scared to do it. And eventually I did it. But at the time, I just got a wig. and But that's why it's gone to crap. Because I'm also, you know, with my cosplays for a while, for Halloween, I just used my natural hair. And I've done that many times. Like, I was 11 one year for for Halloween and I had bleached blonde hair at the time and it worked perfectly. 11 from Stranger Things. Yeah, 11 from, from Stranger Things. But yeah, Helena was the best and also I was at Indiana University at the time. There's a little chapel on campus. Beautiful campus, by the way, if you ever visit Bloomington, Indiana. And it's at All Faiths Chapel so you don't have to be any specific religion to go there but it was empty <laughs> and small. I was in my costume and I was like, it is time. And so I I set up my phone and I basically recreated like, you know, coming down the, the aisle in the chapel, doing a little dance and took some pictures and I was like so excited. But yeah, that was my favorite. Oh no. Tracy, how many cosplays do you think you've done over the years? Could you even put a number on it? Max and Cassie are just gonna watch me count this out on my fingers. <laughs> I've had to say at least more than 20 for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. And what's your most recent? Oh, uh, well, probably Taco, because coronavirus kind of took out everything else. <laughs> 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 Rip. <laughs> um, yeah. Otherwise, it would have been Kirishima would have been my most recent. Aww. Because nice. I have his I have his wig, and I'm in the process of sewing pieces for him. And I'm so yeah. excited to do it because he's my favorite My Hero Academia character. And I was just like, yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, is there, so is there anything like, I'm curious what goes into like creating a, a costume for a character that is like not primarily like textile based. So do you have any experience with like making something that's like if, if you have to use like a plaster or a paper mache or something like that to make like I've a harder surface? I've made armor before. Um, little pieces, but armor. And I use a thermoplastic called Thibra. There's also another brand oh. called Warbla. You'll see it in like Michael's craft stores now. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad they started doing that because before it was like, okay, order it on the internet. It's super expensive. And if you mess up, you're going to cry about oh, it no. later. <laughs> um, that's why a majority of people will make their stuff out of foam pieces first to pattern it uh-huh. out, make sure it fits. Uh, a lot hmm. of people will wrap the thermoplastics around the foam, which is what I had done. I had made these gauntlets that I don't have anymore, but... Um, they were foam that I had used a heat gun to heat and shape, and then I just overlaid the thermoplastic on top and then added details in. Um, you can do that with either clay tools that you already have lying around. I've used the back of paint brushes before to do detail work, or mm. um, wow. even just using regular paint. Like if you want it clean and then you want to mm-hmm. do like woodwork details, you can dry brush, and mm-hmm. that usually. Wow, that's we'll do fascinating. It for you. That's the kind of stuff that's always been like most interesting interesting to me. It's like the more elaborate kinds of things. Like I've seen people whose cosplay is like mechanical. Like it has moving parts mm-hmm. that they can actuate with their body or or lights on it. I mean, that's like extremely high level 
uh, stuff, obviously, that's probably super difficult, even even within the realm of like creating your own costumes, which is not easy by any stretch, I'd imagine. No. <laughs> well, no. good job knowing how to use a sewing machine. And a heat gun. Those wow. bobbins are so confusing. <laughs> I had to read. So at first, when I was first learning how to sew, my grandma didn't exactly teach me how like machines fully worked and like how the breakdown of it goes. <laughs> she just like, you put the bobbin in and call it good. And it's like, okay. Uh. So then, <laughs> so then 14 year old me is, you know, trying to sew and going, why is my thread getting stuck? Why is this happening? And it wasn't until I turned 22 and took an actual sewing class with her uh-huh. that they were like, yeah, so machines have specific bobbins. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you can't just use all bobbins universally. So your metal bobbin that you have does not work for your machine. And I was like, mind blown that that gift of the <laughs> guy going, that's me. And then going, it's like, well. uh, what are those machines called where like there's a bunch of different parts and they set off other things? Rube Goldberg? Yeah, I feel like sewing machines are those. <laughs> They're that or if you have to repair them, which sucks. But, uh, but. you think that in the year 2020, we would have made sewing machines a little easier to use. No. Easy mode sewing machine? Yeah. Somebody's got to be working on that. Somebody was, a, a bunch of companies were working on like the hand sewing sewing machines where it's like a little baby sewing machine, but in your hand, but the yeah. threads just don't stay ever. Yeah, they're just the, they just go in a straight line, right? Yeah. So you yeah. can't do anything like super, but it's like, oh, your pants ripped and now you have this, this, they're still huge. They're like this big. Who has that in their purse? <laughs> Maybe a cosplayer because we're like, oh, you need a glue gun. I got glue gun. Oh, you need tape. Oh, you need this. And we just have a mountain just, of supplies going, don't worry, we got you. <laughs> just like yank it out of your Mary Poppins bag. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have done that at cons. I carry my glue gun in my purse with me because I we've had people like we've walked by cosplayers especially like in i feel like i pick on the my hero academia fandom when it comes to this stuff but it's like you know (laughs) these heroes have huge props like bakugo and it's like the pointy piece of his grenade arm just like falls off and they're like oh no what do i do it's like don't worry i got you (laughs) my arm (laughs) my arm this is actually leads me to to a good question how do you keep all this stuff like I imagine that you need a tremendous amount of equipment to like create and maintain your pieces. How has this affected your like personal storage in your living space? Like do you have like a bunch of organized No, I can tell by that the answer is probably no. Organization? What's that? I, I'm sure Here's most... the bean. Lydia. <gasps> Lydia Bean He says oh, I hate mad. it. She's oh mad. Lydia Bean. Um, most, most of the storage stuff, so we have a, uh, a dresser that used to be my grandparents that we keep all our wigs in, and I have them sort of organized, so like wigs that can go in bags are in their bag, they're nice and neat and clean and organized, and then below that I have like p- 
paints and glue and other stuff. I have a separate box for sewing. So it's like you try to keep it all organized, but like I can't imagine like the bigger cosplays like like Yaya Han and Jessica Negri, like all those guys. I can't imagine what their storage system is like, but they also seem oh like God. they're more put together than <laughs> right, I well, am when it comes with to folks like that process. who have like they're built their whole brand around like different styles of cosplay and all the different cosplays that they've done. I got to imagine we're looking at a situation where, where you've got like an actual, you're like paying for storage somewhere. Yeah. Okay, that's the only thing I can imagine. And I know that like, I know some of the more, um, the, the, they're still popular, but they're lesser known, I guess I'm on sure. the brands. Um, they will sell off old costumes if they know they're not going to wear them anymore. If they know like, Hey, I'm no longer using these, you know, I want money for bigger projects in the future. So I'll sell off my, my schoolgirl uniform I made forever ago, you know, for like 20 bucks. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like, especially for beginner cosplayers, I'd recommend going to, like on Facebook on the marketplace they have a bunch of groups where it's like older cosplays that people like ship and sell and trade and whatever and and that's really nice I've gotten some really great wigs for a really low price I've gotten like top tier $50 Arda wigs for like $10 with free shipping yeah like beautiful gorgeous wigs for like nothing so um, uh, something that I know about cosplayers is that they're always thinking ahead about like next next costume, next character, next convention. Is there? Any, I know that we're like probably most convention organizers are are like not saying when they're going to do their next thing because obviously it, we don't know when it's going to be safe to have that many people together in one building again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to be a con organizer, and it. Um it got really messy this time around because it's just like, well, crap, now what are we going to do? How do we, how can we possibly do anything? But like you this? always yeah. sign contracts ahead of time. And luckily all the hotels have been very understanding as like, Hey, we can't have this many people together. So yeah. like, you're sure. not hurting your contract by not having your event this year. And oh, that's great. M- maybe next year. But a lot of cons have not canceled for next year because they're like, you never know yeah. what's going to yeah. happen. And it's like, that's smart. I wish we did know. <laughs> I, would like to, <laughs> I would like to go run around as a nerd again, <laughs> please. In a perfect world, when we can get back to cosplaying as soon as possible, do you have any like upcoming ones any any plans for a character that you want to bring out next or even for like staying at home for halloween (laughs) and having an online party instead (laughs) um i know i definitely need to finish up kirishima here i have uh if you've seen knives out i have chris evans characters ransom on my list oh my god is 375 dollars what a jerk wad. Not Chris Evans scarf. I'm sure that'd be running for millions. But his character. His character scarf. Like the scarf that he wears because I went and I did all this research on what the actual products he uses was. First of all, why? Second of all, that's a $300 <laughs> scarf and I cried about it for an hour and then went, well, I'll save up for it. 
Do you know if there are any, has anybody taken advantage of an opportunity to create like a online kind of consignment store for cosplay costumes? There are a few of them. Uh, They're mostly run in China. So ordering them, here's another tip for baby cosplayers. If you are going to order costumes off of either eBay or from um, any of these other cosplay places and they are located in China, please order anywhere between four to eight weeks ahead because it takes forever to ship anything. I always try to do it at least a couple months ahead because then that way I know if the pieces don't fit, I can take apart those pieces and then sew them together. And if you don't have the time to do that, get them a couple months ahead so then that way you can save back up the money to get the size that you actively need. Or you can discuss with your seller that like, hey, this didn't fit me right. How do we get my money back or redo whatever I need done. Also, how do you um, verify that your seller is legit? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I haven't had any huge troubles with just... It, whenever I've ordered stuff online, I always order from eBay, usually because they are mass corporate sellers that sell. Um, always look at their sell uh, score. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, if it's about a 95 or above you know they're legit and they're going to send you always read reviews always mm-hmm. like just go through and just do your research uh when it comes to those bigger cosplay companies like i think miko costume is a brand and i've never ordered from them before so i can't uh, give a statement about their quality or not um if you type their name and you type in reviews or like other stuff uh youtubers have done reviews on costumes that's how i know that my next captain america cosplay is gonna come from someone who specializes with leather and other stuff because it yes it's gonna be expensive it's gonna be around 500 and something dollars yeah but it's um it's vegan leather that's really well made and each one of them are tailored specifically to your body and tailored specifically to you and like all the buckle pieces are all metal they're all legit like hand worked wow and i that is super neat yeah i saw a a couple reviews for them and they said it's worth it you know like yes it's expensive but you are getting what you pay for and you're supporting a small uh, an independent artisan exactly you're supporting somebody who does etsy's also a good place to go get uh cosplay pieces etsy has Mm -hmm. been a real big help for me when i've done uh, my roommate did scarlet witch when i did cap and so she got these cute, these adorable little like hand pieces to look like when she does magic and the ball in it Aww. lights up. So then it kind of lights up the whole thing oh, if you take the photo nice. right. And oh, they're gorgeous. So I guess I only have a couple of more questions here, but I'm dying to know if you have any like, we already mentioned earlier that there are like a lot of people on the internet who have built like a whole personal brand around doing cosplay. There are people, you mentioned YouTubers who have like cosplay advice channels. Is there any like social media accounts that you follow that you think are like 
really good resources for people who do cosplay or like really good for inspiration or whatever? So, uh, there's a cost, a lot of, I've been following a lot of black and POC cosplayers lately because they absolutely do not get enough love. Yeah. No, of course not. Let's see. Where's one of my favorites? Oh, so this person also has a TikTok and his name is Gabe James Games. Does gorgeous work. His cosplays are beautiful. There is Yak Frost, uh, Y-A-K-F-R-O-S-T. And um, they do really gorgeous like makeup and cosplay. Um, Fawn Nina, F-A-W-N-I-N-A, was a cosplayer I followed and kind of became friends with. We talk every cool. once in a while, and she's she doesn't post a lot for cosplay content anymore, but her cosplay series on her old YouTube channel, Mango Sirene, helped me a lot, especially when it came to colored contacts. So she has a cool. really good series on that. And then uh, Melinda Chan, M-A-L-I-N-D-A Chan, um, you can follow her on Twitter, she also had a YouTube channel. She works for Arda or has worked for Arda. I can't remember if she's still there or not. Um, but she posted a lot of their uh, tutorials for how to style certain wig styles, like how to get those perfect wow. ringlet curls in wigs. Ooh. Yeah. Or like the drill curls where they start really big and then they end up really oh. small. Some like of her work is really detailed. Oh, beautiful. Um, Wow. I'm looking at the hat for her Philly bard. I don't know how you say that. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. She posts a lot of, like, updates to what she's working on, and they are just gorgeous. Like, out of this world, gorgeous. I'm looking at this shoot that she did with another cosplayer where they're in Final Fantasy VII cosplay. It's really nice. And then uh, another one is uh, Brie Chibi Tweets. So uh, Brie is also a writer, and she's a local artist here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. as well as Ooh. her wife, Jessica. So Jessica sews her cosplays, and then Brie models them. And they are, they are just gorgeous people. I've met them and worked with them. And I got to give a shout-out to my, like, absolute, like, just my hometown favorite and then <laughs> yeah. there is uh stardust underscore megu and she is a uh black plus size cosplayer and there's not a lot of plus size cosplayers out there who who hmm. get yeah. attention and i would highly recommend her work she did camilla from Ooh. fire emblem and cool well i oh, that's a, a lot of really good information for our followers to follow along with if they're getting into cosplay or they want to start making their own costumes or buying costumes yeah um do you have any like uh final thoughts about cosplay or like what what it means to you why it's why you think it's so important and special cosplay is really special to me because uh when i had first gotten into it you know you see all these it it wasn't like it is now the cosplay community unfortunately has its toxic people where they're all they care about is numbers all they care about is how many views am i getting how much 
how much this am I getting? Am I getting brand deals? Am I getting this? Am I getting that? And it's just like, that's not what this hobby is about. This hobby is about dressing up like a dummy and running around (laughs) in your favorite fictional character's clothes and just hanging out with all your friends and making new friends. And like, I've made so many friends through cosplay. One of my best friends is, um, I met through another friend and we've done so many group cosplays together. Like we've done Haikyuu, we've done uh, Final Fantasy cosplays, we've done, oh, there's just, there's so many. And we have like this huge list on Facebook of like, here's all the stuff we want to do. Who's going to join us? (laughs) Well, it sounds like a very community oriented um, hobby and love that brings people together. Yeah, a lot of us are trying to bring more positivity to the community. Right now, a lot of our black POC cosplayers are kind of hurting. And yeah. and it is our job as non-black POC cosplayers to be like, hey, who cares what that random one dude said on the internet? You look amazing. You look gorgeous. You know, I you get those because they do. They get comments all the time the anti-blackness comes out really strong yeah and it's awful it's like oh such and such like uh, there was a dragon ball z cosplayer i saw and they're like oh that character's not black and i was like well he's not white either yes that's what i always want to say you're cosplaying a a character from a japanese tv show and you're white and you're and you have a problem with a black person cosplaying that same character guess what bud nobody in anime is white okay they're not they look like it because we're like conditioned socially to read that as whiteness but they're not white right and on top of that unless they are specifically stated like tamaki from oran high school host club he's half french and half japanese so yeah of course he has blonde hair and blue eyes because he's part french and it's just Mm -hmm. like also they're not they're not white they're not white newsflash these aren't real people (laughs) (laughs) that too and and for the white cosplayers that get up on POC saying like, well, I'm too scared to cosplay such and such character because they're black and people are going to make fun of it. The, the, the black and POC community, they don't care. As long as you don't race face, they literally do not care. They're like, cool, you enjoy that character? Great. Me too. Mm-hmm. And that's just it, is that if you, you don't feel have the to need... Paint. Right. You do not have to paint yourself in order to cosplay that character. If I see a white person paint themselves dark to be Barrett from Final Fantasy VII, they're fired. I will kick them to the moon (laughs) myself. Tracy, the boss of cosplay, is going to fire you. Yep, pretty much. Rightfully. Like, Nina always used to make this joke, uh, there are no rules to cosplay, and I remember commenting on one of her videos saying, there is one rule of cosplay, do not race face, and she goes, right, there is one rule to cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be racist. Yeah, don't be racist, stop it. And it's always people who don't cosplay that usually feel the need to say, like, well, Sailor Moon isn't, isn't this, it's like... She's not what you think she is either, dude. <laughs> Wait, okay, okay. We can cut the we can cut this out if I'm wrong, but isn't Sailor Moon like an alien? No, she's a high school girl. Oh, okay, whatever. From Japan. Okay, well, anyway. Yeah, Usagi is oh, wait, Japanese. Actually, I think she's junior high. 
Whatever. I don't Whatever. know. I barely remember that anime. <laughs> Cops was about the spirit, not the skin color. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tracy, it's been so much fun talking to you about cosplay. What a cool subject. Yeah. I, I love it so much. It's brought me so much joy in my lifetime getting, and, and frustration, because obviously sitting over <laughs> a sewing machine for hours and hours and hours on end doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but when you finally finish that project, it's just like, oh, heck yes. <laughs> it's rewarding putting all that effort into a final product that... Uh, really gives you joy I'm sure yeah exactly and like I I just uh two years ago styled I redid Roxas for um anime detour 2019 and I was so proud of this wig because I had never styled like Kingdom Hearts or or Square Enix hairstyles before and it was probably one of my cleanest wigs and it was just like (gasps) Oh my gosh, Aww. I did that? Me? You I got something. to do that? <laughs> well, do you have any like I um did. Do you have any like uh, public facing social media channels where if if our viewers wanted to look at some of your cosplays they could or is that something you're not comfortable? I do. So, I don't actively post a whole lot of my cosplays. I do when I finally get good pictures of them or when I take selfies in them. Um you can find me at, at little yurameshi l i l u r a m e M-E-S-H-I on both Instagram and Twitter. All right. And cool. Well, I was going to say, and TikTok. And I'm like, nope, that's not my username <laughs> on TikTok, nor do I really post on TikTok. So. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And thank and you for having me. Uh, this is now, now in this next part of the show is where we would normally share some reactions that our listeners have. To so, a prompt. To a prompt. And... Um, uh, since this is the first episode of our show, we don't have any yet, but we are so excited to start hearing what you have to say. And uh, it, the inaugural prompt will be relate. The prompt for every episode will be related to our guest. to the guest. So, for, to when you respond to today's episode, tell us about your cosplay experiences. Yeah, or if if you have never done it before but are interested in doing it. Um, what kind of characters might you be interested in doing? And if you have done a cosplay... And um, you want to share it with us. Yeah, please let us know what your favorite cosplays have been. And if you'd like to share a picture, please no minors, though. Uh, please feel free to share and we can put it on our social media. And we will read some of your responses uh, on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next episode, we'll have a different person on um, to speak about their show and tell project. But we'll be reading your... Uh, responses to this prompt then yeah uh we have transformed our facebook page uh into you might love this podcast so find us on facebook you might love this yes podcast yes did, what did i say no i'm just saying okay it i'm just saying it again for them. <laughs> okay it's good to say it twice um also our twitter same dealio and uh pretty- oh we, are we already have a twitter for the podcast no, but I'm okay. working on okay. the, the current one. <laughs> okay. Um, it's going to be a surprise. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> and we will soon also have a Patreon up. Um, we've paused the donations for our previous podcast, and we're going to um, open up that account, but with our new... Uh, new and improved. New and improved title uh, soon that you can, you can show some support. Uh, and I would just want to say thank you so much for coming along with us as we make this big change because yeah. it's not, it's, um, 
this is something that we've wanted to do for a while, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that by making this change, by uh, pivoting to a new subject, we can really, you know, put more good out into the world mm-hmm. and make the world a better place by what we're doing. And also, uh, I, I, I feel like this is a good way to practice some self-love. Yes. Focusing on the things that you enjoy and, and realizing that these things are special. However, there's something that we can still do uh, that doesn't have to be different. And that is say thanks to our dear friend, Leandra, who made the podcast art for this show. Thanks, thanks for the, the hand. hand. <laughs> and of course, all of the stuff that we used to say at the end of every episode can go in here, too. Let's take care of our land, our animals, yourselves and your neighbors. Black lives matter. Trans lives matter. Queer lives matter. Trans rights. Brown lives matter. Hell yeah. Uh, let's lift people up. Heck the patriarchy. (laughs) We can't say the F word in this new podcast. (laughs) And, uh, you know, thanks thanks for joining us and listening to us. Yes. And sharing us with your friends. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tracy. You might love this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cool. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.